Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome to the Buzzing About Romance podcast. I'm Becky. And I'm Leah. And on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we're reviewing Muses and Melodies by Rebecca Yaros. This is book three of the Hush Note collaboration series. Um, she did this series with Serena Bowen and Devney Perry. Um, but I will say these books can be read completely as a standalone. I read book one, skipped book two, and read book three. And I have only read book three, and I so. was not lost. So <clears throat> I would like everyone, though, to also mark this day down on their calendars. This is the day Becky made Leah read a rock star romance. Mm-hmm. You have to wait I've till the end if before. she liked it or not. Yeah, I've but they're not before. typically... They're not typically your they cup are of tea. not my go-tos. They are not my tea. I'm I'm converting you. I'm working. Now let's spill some tea about spill some and tea. melodies. Okay, give us the synopsis from Goodreads. <clears throat> okay. If I can keep Hush Notes leading guitarist Nicks and Winters on the straight and narrow for the next six months, I'll finally get my own band to manage. Assuming we don't kill each other first. The egotistical, irritating rock star is fresh out of rehab, but it's obvious his demons followed him home, and now I'm sleeping down the hall. I've watched him self-destruct every summer, and with album deadlines and tour dates looming, I can't let it happen again. My career is in his hands, but tattoos can't cover every scar, and I'm starting to see through his trademark irresistible charm to the damage beneath. Everyone wants the rock star. I'm falling for the man. If he doesn't let me in, he'll never break the cycle. And when these six months are up, I might be the broken, the one left broken. Oh, but she is. She, she so really is. is. So yes. release date is October the 6th, 2020. Um, it is a rock star romance, forced proximity, slow burn, co-workers. Um, it's a story of redemption. Mm-hmm. It's a story of redemption. A little bit of a damaged hero. Um, a lot damaged hero. Well, I was using it facetiously. Hold He's a lot it. damaged. Um, put out percentage on this book is 61%, thus the slow burn, but it's a slow burn that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It does. Um, any sooner and it would have been, it, it wouldn't have felt as it genuine. It would have been forced, yeah. Yeah. Um, content warning. Um, this does deal with substance abuse and childhood abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it is mentioned off page, but he does the Nixon, the lead hero, he is dealing with his demons of addiction. So, mm-hmm. um, and alcoholism. So let's talk about the man Nixon. Yeah. So Nixon, he has demons and hurts and issues, and he does not have any way of dealing with them aside from numbing or he chooses not to have any way of dealing up with them aside from numbing the pain with anything possible that is detrimental to his health. Right. So he is the lead guitar player for the Hush Note Band. Mm-hmm. Um, he is backup vocals, but he is also yes. their main songwriter. Mm-hmm. Um, he is the one that has the um, passion to write the words. And he pretty much, whenever he writes the words, he's pretty much bearing his soul every Mm -hmm. time yeah um and previous in the previous two books um it's alluded to in this book but it's not really talked about he actually is found um 
in a overdose situation of pills and Jonah, the lead singer and other guitar player for the Hush Notes, mm-hmm. right? Jonas. Jonas. Jonas is the one who resurrects him. They find him passed out in his bathroom, <clears throat> almost like choking on his own vomit. So like there's all these things that have happened and he makes the decision to check himself into re- rehab at the beginning of book two. Um, and this book starts just as he's exiting a 90 day stay at rehab. No, 60, I think. 60 days. <clears throat> so, so this book starts the day he leaves rehab. Mm-hmm. Like they're com- picking him up, like to take him home. Yeah. And he comes into his penthouse apartment and um, there is, well, he believes her name is Shannon, mm-hmm. which is hilarious. He does not know that her real name is Zoe. Well, and- but her last name is Shannon. So like he is half right, but he does not realize it is not her first name. And yeah. she has worked for the band for like three a few years. years now. Yeah. Like she has, she's the assistant to their manager. Um, yeah. So he doesn't know her first name. Like, cause when she is referred to as Miss Miss Shannon by some like a driver or something, he's like, why is that happening? Yeah. He's so dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's in his penthouse. Uh, Zoe is cleaning out the penthouse to make sure that there are no triggers, no hidden alcohol bottles, no pill bottles, nothing. Um, Nixon is also trying to get his bandmates to not stay with him because mm-hmm. they live other places. Uh, the drummer, what is her name? Um, Quinn. Quinn lives in Montana right? with her family. Yeah. Lives in Montana with her family. And Jonas, Jonas. lives in Boston with his uh, girlfriend or wife. I think they're married at this point. Um, and their baby, which their book's a secret baby. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's, so he convinces his bandmates that he will stay in the apartment. Zoe can babysit him, but they have to leave. Well, and it's part of her contract, like with the manager that she is supposed to be babysitting him anyway, but like the bandmates like are worried about him staying with just her and think that they need to stay too. And he's like, you're, I'm fine. You can leave. And he's, he's such an ass. He's such an ass. Well, and he pulls some shit on Zoe. He pulls some shit. Mm -hmm. He goes to goat yoga knows that she is going to follow him she's not she's dressed. in like a pantsuit with yeah. a silk shirt at goat yoga and the goats are trying to eat her papers out of her well i mean instructors like if they poop on your back don't worry that's normal yeah and it doesn't smell just let it go um which that's not true at all that's not true um, there's no namaste with goats inside <laughs> Ba-ma-stay. Wasn't that the name of the it goat place? Ba-ma-stay. ba Anyway, um, so he's trying to do everything he can to ditch her because, mm-hmm. one, he is attracted to her, and he's been attracted to her for a while, but mm-hmm. he is one who has used intimate relationships in the past, sex with fangirls and all that kind of stuff, um, as a mechanism to check out. Because he mm. doesn't want long-term lasting connections to anyone. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's something that plays out like throughout the story, like as like their relationship changes, like there's a scene like later in the book where like they have all the like 
the groupies basically in a line in the hallway because he used to like they used to do that and he would just be like point and say that one right yeah so let's talk about zoe a little bit because she Mm -hmm. is feisty she is feisty she knows her worth like she knows what she is good at like she knows like her strengths she is extremely independent and does not put up with his shit she doesn't and she you realize just how far she's come because what happens is is they stay the so Zoe has to stay with Nick's for six months to get him through mm-hmm. the first six months of sobriety. And then at the end of that six months, then she can have her own band. So through yes. February, she has to stay with Nick's. So in the meantime, they've been in this penthouse. It's close proximity and Nick's is attracted to her and he needs to get away like into more open areas. <laughs> well, and he's at like he's hit that point where he's pushed her buttons and like she is losing her shit on him and like yeah. getting frustrated but like she is seeing this through because like she knows he needs this. Like he knows that he needs it, but like the it's apparently this giant penthouse is close quarters. Yeah, it's close quarters. So he arranges to go, he's rented a ranch back in her mm-hmm. hometown of Colorado. Yes. And he arranges to go there without really telling her where they're going. No, he just says we're going home. Yeah. And so she assumes that they're going to like his home. Like, Which is like Spokane. Like, t- Tacoma. 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 So she's like, oh, we're going to Tacoma. He's like, nope. But he doesn't tell her. Yeah. So he he ends up back in her small town, Colorado, mountain town. And mm-hmm. it is... So funny. There is this scene with a fall festival in this cake raffle. And I Zoe had her mom and dad are I still love there. Her. I love her family. Love yeah. them. Her brother and sister-in-law and their little uh boy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so sweet. And there's this whole scene at the fall festival where she comes face to face with her ex, who believes <laughs> he is a rock star <laughs> and that he's good and nix has all these bitey little comments about he's oblivious to them which is so funny but then yeah. this ex's wife is like yeah the worst she is the worst she basically so nix hasn't performed in over 90 days he mm-hmm. hasn't been public in over 90 days um his Instagram account, they've been posting random pictures like he's on vacation, but he hasn't been on vacation. But he's like at the beach instead of like in rehab and all that stuff. So the ex's wife kind of announces to the general community that he is there and that he should play for them. He hasn't picked up a guitar. He's supposed to be writing music. He hasn't done any of that. Well, Zoe kind of loses her shit. Because she's like, this is not happening. Like he is not ready for this. Like he, nobody knows that he's here. Like you just like outed his like location, like to all these people. But one thing I loved about this book is the small town that they live in. Like the, the wife who is like terrible is the only person in this entire town that like says anything or does anything, but the rest of the town kind of like takes him under their wing and protects him from everything else. Yeah. Yeah. There is, it's the small town romance. It's the small town setting really adds to the ambiance of mm-hmm. this romance. Um, and also kind of the setting of the ranch. It's quiet. And um, <laughs> what's 
the word, Becky. Words are hard at the moment. Secluded. Mm-hmm. Secluded. Um, so he doesn't have to run into people unless they go into town. Yeah. Um, and they're there for the holidays. And he has Thanksgiving with her family. And then um, he then there's this whole thing with Christmas and the Christmas presents that is just... Well, and they have like an ugly sweater party. And I like the one, like he, he put the about, brothers, like, he refused to wear a sweater, but he put us would wear a sweatshirt and he put the brother's face on his sweatshirt, I know. So which funny. I just was hilarious. <clears throat> uh, but throughout this, like Nix and Zoe, like they have conversations and like, there's some push and pull and back and forth because he has mixed feelings about getting involved with her and like dealing with his sobriety and having an actual relationship in his past that like he doesn't tell anybody about and zoe's having mixed feelings because like she knows the type of person nix has been the past four years since she's met him and the fact that he is dealing with his sobriety and he won't talk to her and he's hot and cold and back and forth and it kind of blows up and a wonderful way yeah and there's I, there's some really great scenes in this um book where there's it's just real talk like mm-hmm. it's gritty it is not pretty um mm-hmm. and it breaks your heart and mm-hmm. and rebecca yaros is and i know you picked one of her books for your top read in 2021 yes um rebecca yaros has a way of writing these really strong emotional romances that kind of break your heart like Nix was an ass he screwed up he went one step too far because all zoe was trying to do was say hey no matter what choices you make i love you but i will walk away if that's what needs to happen mm-hmm. and well he just and it's one of those things like he gives her this ultimatum basically yeah because that and always she- works out well dude and she, but the thing is like, she, she kind of picks both sides of the ultimatum in a, in a really caring way, but he only hears a third of like what she's truly saying because he has it stuck in his head. Like, this is like my reality. Like, this is how things should be. Or, and he, he says, he says some things. I do want to mention Quinn drives me nuts in this book. She plays the devil advocate in this story. She is the drummer and I hadn't read her book and maybe I'll go back and I'll read it now, but I haven't read it. And she says some things to Zoe Mm -hmm. trying to help protect her. And it just made me hate her. Like I don't love her. I didn't love her, but at the same time, like I like the fact that Zoe listened to what she had to say and then kind of was like, but this is not what he needs. Like, yeah. this is what you're saying that you and Jonas do, but this is not what I can do to help him yeah. and to like move past that like barrier that he always had. And so I think I didn't- She's so negative when, though. She is she's, very negative. She's like, but run I think, for higher ground so you don't get hit with his shit. Mm-hmm. What? What? I don't well, know. but I think part of that is just like this is the situation they've been in for how how long? Like they've been together right. for like eight ten years, years or ten yeah. years or something like that. So like it has just gotten worse and worse and worse. And like so it's this spiral of chaos that they're dealing with him. So they're I think it's just more of a case where she does not want to see somebody else brought down yeah. 
by his spiraling, but at the same rate, like she's not privy to like what's truly going on. Like she doesn't the know the whole story. She, she and Jonas do not know the whole story. Now I will say I did like it towards the end and it's a little spoilish, but it's not really spoilish guys. I liked in the end how Jonas and Quinn played matchmaker to try to get mm-hmm. Nix in front of Zoe because yeah. there's this huge blow up and Zoe walks. She walks away. Well, She's hit her six no, months. He, well, like he walks the original away. blow up. He walks out. Right. He just, walks out. She sits for two days, waits for him to come back. He never comes and, back. And so she's kind of done. She's done. She goes back. Mm-hmm. It's time for her to take over. She has the opportunity to take a band. She is broken. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, and this is spoilish before we get to our three questions, but I know this made you so happy. She did the grand gesture. She did. But what I love though is like he was in the process of like putting the grand gesture together and like making the steps to do it, but she beat him to it. Yeah. I know it makes your heart happy. It does make my heart happy because I don't think the guy should always be the one that does the grand gesture unless like it is clearly like he was the dumbass who needed to make it. Yeah. But the way the story plays out, like the huge blow up at the farmhouse happens and he leaves and then Quinn and Jack Jonas like make the attempt to get them back together. And they talk about like they talk, they have an honest conversation that I think they really needed. And so they were both kind of on even ground at that point. So it was, it was like neither one of them really needed to do a grand gesture, but, but it happened and it made my heart happy. Made your heart happy. It okay, did. so let's get to our questions here. Leah, did you like this book? I did. I really like this book. I love the way in which Rebecca Yaros like put this book together and the way in which the Nix's past like came out and how supportive and I just adored both of these characters yeah. once they, I mean, I like Nick's like once he got like past the hurdle, but, well, but Zoe, even like, as he was, was kind of feeling his way through on how to function in sobriety and stuff. I really liked him. I really felt a connection to him. His damage mm-hmm. makes sense, especially once we get the it whole does. story, you it look does, back and yeah. be like, okay, I would react very much the same. Well, and that's the thing. Like you don't like him because of like things that are happening, like the background that he has. But then like, as you get more and more of Nick's, like it makes sense. And you're like, oh, well this, like this asshole moment, like I understand why he did that there. Yeah. This asshole moment, I understand why he did that there. What about you? Did you like this book? Yes, I actually was looking back. This is the first book I ever bought you. It is the first book you ever bought me. Like it took so me this long to read. It's it. our year, almost our year anniversary. I think I bought you this in February of 2021 and um have been trying to get you to read it and do a quick shot. So, yes, I do like this book, Leah. <laughs> it's better late than never. Right. Who would typically like this book? Um, fans of a damaged hero who comes out with like way like so much better and like such good character growth in Nix's character like Zoe was pretty even keeled throughout the whole book like she showed her strength she didn't really have a lot of like change that she had to go through but Nick shows 
This is a, a very character-driven story, one character mm-hmm. in particular-driven story. Um, yes. But it makes sense the way it's done. So if you like a heavy character story, this is mm-hmm. great. Also, it doesn't. it's not typical rock star. Mm-mm. So, you know, they're not on the road. There's not all these temptations of women and catching him. There's no catching him with somebody else or slipping up or anything like that. So um, if you're, you're, you know, leery about trying a rock star romance, this, this is, is a good great one because one to rock star romances are not my jam usually, but this one was very good. Uh, would you recommend this book? I would recommend this book. And I, I have actually recommended it since I finished it a couple times. <laughs> so fun. Um, I totally would recommend this book. Um, do you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance? Send us an email at the bees at bookcaseandcoffee.com with what book we should be reading. We have 10 quick shots in March. So um, we're getting ready to start it's planning those and make our TBR for quick shots. So if you have a book you think that we should review, uh, send it to us. We are open to suggestions. Slide into our mm-hmm. DM, as Leah likes to say. That's Feel right. free. Um, so, Leah, thank you for reading Muses and Melodies, finally. You're welcome. Thank you for making <laughs> me read Muses and Melodies. <laughs> um, until next time, everyone. Happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.